What's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. We're up to episode 19. This one is called Last Chance. Tommy up in New Hampshire, how the hell are you? Hey, pretty good. Welcome, everyone. Another exciting evening with the Shout It Out Last Out. I can't, I don't even know the name of my show anymore. <laughs> you know who we are. You're listening. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, um, that's good. Thank you for uh, welcoming us. Um, things are good over there. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm excited for uh, excited for this evening. Are, are we excited for this evening, Zeus, or what? Uh, I'm a little excited too because we got a little surprise for you tonight. We're gonna turn the microphone over to Stephen Michael from Growing Up Rock Podcast is with us tonight. What's up there, Kiss Army? Steven, welcome, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me on to talk about Van Halen's last album. I really appreciate that shit, you guys. It's going to be awesome. Oh, wait, that's not what this is about, is it? No, this is not the Gary Sharon podcast. <laughs> shit, my bad. I thought we were going to discuss Van Halen 3. I and think not, that, and uh... not the And not the good one. Not the women and children Van Halen 3. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, your friend Sonny Hollywood Pooney gave you the wrong podcast information. <laughs> he just sent me a text with some numbers and said, here, talk to these guys. And I said, okay, great. And that's what I'll do. And he Perfect. said, by the, by the way, wear your Kiss shirt. And I said, okay, I'll do that. But what are we going to be talking about? And he said, whatever the fuck you want. And I said, awesome. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, so he's I wearing am. his Kiss shirt, but he forgot to put on his pants. <laughs> Nobody yeah. ever told me there was That's a dress code. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even so, drinking a glass of wine. <laughs> That's all right. It's plenty of time to get started on drinking. Um, so we wanted to get Stephen on because, uh, you know, at least for me, I got introduced to Stephen um, from Sonny and listening to Sonny on uh, podcast Rock City. And uh, Tommy was telling me about his other podcast and listening to Sonny's show. Oh, grown up rock podcast. I like the theory and, con you know, the concept and theory. Like, okay, they're talking about rock. However, I'm a little bit closed minded. As I tell Tommy, and I've said it before, like all my music, I go backwards. I discover music that was in the past that I never got into rather than hearing newer stuff. And I'm usually kind of, um, I don't know. A kind of anal about, oh, I don't want to like this new band. Oh, I don't want to get into this stuff. But I will be honest with you, Stephen. Um, I like some of the music you guys have on. And, it, and I've, it's opened my eyes to stuff that I didn't realize. So, um, you know, for those that are out there listening, and obviously if you're listening to a Kiss Rock podcast, um, Stephen's and uh, Sonny's show and podcast is right up your alley. It's the same type of music. Yeah, Stephen, what give us a little bit of a, some insight for the people that might not be familiar with Growing Up Rock. We're huge fans of it. So tell us what we got what, what people can look forward to by listening to that. Yeah, so both Sonny and myself, I mean, we grew up in the uh in the 80s essentially. So Growing Up Rock basically carries the flag for all hard rock and metal that came out basically from the late 70s through the 80s and into the 90s. So we kind of spotlight all of that stuff, but 
when you were just talking about some of the newer music, there's people think that rock and roll is dead and that nobody's putting out good music anymore, which is absolutely not true. If you like bands like Van Halen, ACDC, Scorpions, Doc and Kiss, Rush, all this type stuff from the 80s, then we're finding bands today that are putting out music that is very reminiscent of some of that stuff. And so we try to spotlight all that stuff. If it's got a good, hard guitar riff and thumping drums, I'm in. Sonny's into like shredders and really great vocals and good melodies. So we're kind of along the same lines in that way. Um, but we be- definitely have two different types of taste. And so we bring all that kind of together and we share stories about growing up and seeing concerts and, and finding this band for the first time. And we just we share a lot of those stories to go along with that. I have a background as a tour manager, so I spent a lot of time on the road, met a lot of people, have a lot of great stories, and once in a while, I'll share some of those stories. Uh, In fact, I got a great Kiss story that maybe we'll go into a little bit later on. Awesome. Yeah, no, I I agree with what you're saying, Stephen, about how rock is not dead, and I think the reason why a lot of people think rock is dead is that it's hard to find. It's not as accessible because... You know, you see the award shows, you see these singing competitions, you see pop music on the radio. It's not it's not rock. I've told Zeus before I've been a subscriber to satellite radio. And that's the that's how I've been exposed to a lot of new music on, um, you know, the new hard rock channel. Uh, You know, they have Octane, which plays the new and up and coming bands. Um, You know, even Ozzy's Boneyard sometimes will spotlight some new music by classic bands. So you have to really want to listen to that music like we all do to find it because it's it's not it's not readily accessible if you don't know where to get it. Yeah, I mean, listen, even Sirius XM, Ozzy's Boneyard, Octane, all that stuff. We feel like radio is not a rock band's best friend anymore. And what yes. I mean by that is even band, even radio stations that are satellite like that, they'll still play the same two or three freaking songs that you'll always hear for me i'm a huge acdc fan i'm a huge kiss fan do i need to hear those same three fucking songs again (laughs) no they both got huge catalogs with great shit you're gonna find out tonight when we talk about our theme tonight you're gonna find some songs that are deep into albums at least you will on my list so you know, I mean, that we think that we want to spotlight bands. We're the new radio. Podcasts are the new radio. We're going to tr- turn you on to music that by bands that you already love that you didn't even know these songs existed because they play the same two or three songs. And then we're going to turn you on to bands that maybe sound similar to those bands but are putting out great new music. And so nice. that's, w- that's what we're going to do. Awesome. Very yeah. cool. Uh, to add to that, it is discouraging. You know, when you were, at least when we were growing up, remember every MTV, like after school, they always had most requested video. They were yep. all like hair bands and metal bands. Yep. Right. I remember yeah. that. Yep. We all played some high school sports. What did we do on the bus rides or before the game? You listen to that. I coach high school sports now. 
the shit that the kids listening to. Oh, it's awful. I, I walk in the locker room. I'm like, are you guys going to dance with each other? What the fuck is this music? <laughs> How the hell are you getting excited for a hockey game and you're listening to fucking two guys dancing about in the club? Yeah, shaking your ass. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm, I don't get it. Like, it, 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 nothing beats. Go to every. So we've been talking about the NHL playoffs because my Bruins are one win away from going the cup final. One win away, knock on wood. And you go to the arenas. You know, I've been to a million games. Nothing's the same until they start playing rock music and the crowd gets into it. Totally. I don't give a shit what other stupid shit they play. The rock music gets the crowd into it. And that's the stuff that bugs me. It's like. Where are we going to get this back? Who's going to be the new band that they have to play their song in an arena? Mm-hmm. I don't see it. And it may be because it's out there, but it's not being publicized. Hey, Zeus, I got a quick question for you. Hey, is is hockey a real sport outside of Canada? Because <laughs> I, I really I, I was unaware. You know, I live I live down south, so I was unaware. I thought it was a Canadian thing. Here we go. You know, but I didn't I didn't really know that hockey was actually a sport here in the States. Yeah, it does. It works in real states because usually states don't have two hockey teams and lose them both. <laughs> like is Atlanta. True. Is that Atlanta? Oh, I don't, I don't keep up with that shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is that embarrassing? That's where you are right now, Stephen, right? Atlanta. Yeah, that's okay. where I'm at. OK, go Hawks. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> Count those banners. Um, we so, only we only play football and baseball here in in Georgia. Twenty eight to three. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, but you know what's funny, Stephen? Uh, I'll, I'll give you another compliment. Prepping for the show a little more, I, I uh, you know I obviously I've been listening to your podcast. You had the episode about your Q and A's, right? Yeah, that just and came out. Talked, and there was a great part where somebody asked you about Canadian bands. I'm like, fucking Canadian bands? Who's the guy that wore the sunglasses at night? I'm like, what other Canadian Corey bands on the top of my head? The only band I know is Rush, and they suck. Whoa! So, Whoa. Yeah, I'm with oh Sonny God. on that. Whoa! Uh, so let me finish this one thought. Hold at on, let me end, just press the goodbye button. <laughs> hey, Steven, I'm a huge Rush fan. You can. We're in solidarity here with Rush, oh, me and you. Lord. All right, well, there's two people on this call with taste. Okay, yeah. So getting back to what I was saying, you name some bands, and then you go into a song. You do that often. And I'm like, what the fuck is this song? So I had to rewind it like three to four times just so I wouldn't sound ignorant to bring this up to you. And I'm like, you name your your favorite bands, and then you were stuck on five. After Helix, I just remember the guy with the missing tooth in the videos. I don't know anything else about Helix. Um, then there's, you said something like, I'm like, ass kick and something like country home. And I'm like, what the fuck are those bands? But I like the song that you played. And it was wrong side of town, right? Oh, Co- Coney Hatch. Coney yeah. Hatch. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I am Googling. I'm in court today <laughs> as I was texting you guys, trying to look it up. I'm like, what the fuck is song wrong side of town living in the wrong? I'm like, what the? And I finally went back, got in my car, rewind rewind it about three four times and i finally understood with that southern drawl <laughs> finally understood what you were talking about and i found the song and what did i do this afternoon to you tom yeah steven this was funny so zeus sends me the thing about coney hatch i'm like yeah dude i'm like monkey bars coney hatch a cool band great song he's like i've never heard of this band before in my life 
<laughs> and I'm like, listen to this song. Listen to the yeah. vocals. Listen to this solo. This song kicks ass. Yeah, good stuff. Where did I learn that? And and I'm a stubborn, close-minded bastard. And I learned it listening to you, Dad. You. Yeah. St- <laughs> stick with me, brother. We'll carry the flag of rock and roll. Yeah. So listeners out there that are like, ah, I just like, you know, kiss ACDC Van Halen. That's it. You'll open your ears, open your ears, jackass, and go listen to these guys because they are uh, they have a great show. I love the I love the the shit that you guys give each other. And I would say you give Sonny more shit than he gives you. Oh, oh totally. Yeah. Totally. Sonny so, definitely is not the shit giver. I, I give shit and I do it in a loving way. Uh <laughs> and by by loving, I mean I you know, I grease him up first, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, listen. I was born a smartass. What can I tell you? Well, I got what... it built. I got it built in my DNA. I grew up with a big family and and a lot of smartass friends. So it was a uh, kill or be killed. Good. So you'll fit in perfectly here. Absolutely. Perfect. So what do so, we got? So let's get into. Uh, we we learned a little bit about uh, Sonny and his show. Um, Stephen. A couple. Oh, Sonny, Sonny and Stephen show. Excuse me, or should I say Stephen and Sonny show? Um, we have something we call the Murph questions. Kudos, so, kudos to our buddy Murph. Yeah, in his uh, little kiss uh, footy pajamas in his house, probably listening to this Saturday morning. <laughs> so we have a couple questions for you. Right on. Number one, who's your favorite Kiss member? I have to probably go back and forth between Paul and Ace, but I think it's really Paul. I think uh, he he does the majority of songs that I love. Okay. okay. Favorite Kiss song? Oh, let's go with I Stole Your Love. Yes. Good call. Tommy's got a boner. Yes. Excellent. Favorite Kiss album? <sighs> That's a tough one. So I came in on Creatures of the Night, but probably my favorite Kiss album at this point is maybe Rock and Roll Over. Um, Love Guns, awfully good as well. So I, awesome. I don't know. Perfect. I'm not good. I'm not good at picking favorites. Yeah, I, I heard the I heard the episode. Um, <laughs> so, how many Kiss concerts have you been to? I'm not one of those kiss nerds that knows the exact number, but let's say, let's say less than 10, more than five. Okay. Have you, have have you been to any, have you seen them on the end of the road tour yet? uh, Yet? Or are you planning to on? I have uh, myself and all the PRC guys saw them in Vegas. Oh, that's right. You were part of that show. That's right. I apologize. That's right. Okay, cool. Favorite kiss memory. Um, Favorite kiss memory. Well, I have two. How's that? Okay. Sure. So, so one of them is me sneaking out of my house when I was 16 or 17. I was in high school. I snuck out on a weeknight, a school night, and went with a friend two hours up the road to see uh, Kiss on the Creatures of the Night tour with Vandenberg and Riot opening wow what a bill uh and some say it's the it was the lick it up tour it was a half house um and i remember those specific openers it was vinnie vincent and makeup with the rest of them uh 
but I could have sworn it was the Creatures tour, but yep. Anyway, and you said and you said you had another one, uh, and the other one was uh, as a sixteen-year-old kid working at the local arena. Uh, I was able to um, and. 16, I, 16, 17, 18, somewhere in there. Uh, I was working at the local arena and helped um, Eric Carr's drum, set, drum tech set up his drums uh, on the Animalize tour. So Holy shit, whatever year that was. Nice. I still, awesome. I still have my original crew pass from that, uh, that night. Oh, that's awesome. That's very cool. Damn. Nice. That is awesome. Tom, you had some other questions you wanted to ask him. Yeah, so we have a couple of additional um, non-KISS questions whenever we have a guest on, you know, like we did with Sonny and with yourself. So first one, so for, for me, um, I'm a huge fan of uh, reading rock bios or rock history, and I'm a huge fan of watching rock uh, documentaries. Um, do you have any particular favorite rock book or documentary um, that you, that you, you know, that kind of sticks out in your mind. Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, I like the rock docs, uh, a whole lot and I don't have to read those cause really my, I, I can't read, uh, past a fourth grade level. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. to speak. so yeah, thanks so much for bringing that up. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, now, uh, I just recently read the Carmine piece, um, book, Wow. Uh, something like sticks, sex, something. I can't even remember the name of it at this point. That was pretty good. Okay. Uh, that book was pretty good. Uh, I read D Snyder's shut up and pass me the mic. That was pretty good. Okay. Uh, Duff McKagan's book is really good. Yes. It, that's his, what I've, I've mentioned that one before. That is a must read. If you're a music fan, guns and roses fan, that's awesome. Yeah. His first one, that that's the one that's really good. And he's, he's, uh, I mean, he's really he comes across very intelligent in that book. Very. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. As far as the rock doc um, flicks, pictures, um, movie thingies, uh, I, I think both Rush documentaries were amazing. Oh, um, absolutely. Just fantastic documentaries, both of those. What else did I see that I liked quite a bit? Uh, I just re recently watched the Joan Jett one on Hulu. That was oh, pretty nice. good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that was all right. Um, nice. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to watch this uh, Robert Johnson one, um, Devil at the Crossroads. Uh, that's on uh, Netflix right now, but I just haven't checked it out yet. Nice. Very cool. One other one. So what would be your what, – what do you think you spend the most – time listening to like us we we listen to a ton of we listen to a ton of different bands we focus obviously on kiss what would you say that would be your kind of go-to if you're kind of getting ready for a long drive or something like that you know i listen to a lot of podcasts uh so you know i was gonna put something on social media that said where do you guys find time to listen to everything because i see people posting pictures of you know, this album on their turntable and it's like, I'm listening to this album and I don't know about you guys, but I find it tough to work, be a husband and 
find time to listen to stuff in its entirety. I mean, I Spotify a lot of stuff, like I'll listen to spots here and there, but I literally have to force myself to listen to an album from start to finish these days because I just don't have the attention or the time basically to go through uh, a 45, 50 minute album. I listen to the majority of stuff in my car because uh, Atlanta traffic sucks ass. So, you know, you have time to listen to stuff in your car, but that's really about the only time I can find uh, before sneaking in a song or two here and there, like, you know, when you're showering or at the gym or whatever, you know? Yep. Yeah. I've been, I've been cursed with a long commute to and from work. So I fill that void with podcasts and music. Um, so I kind of turn that and, and it gives me that time to, to catch up on, old music, new music, and the podcast. So, but you're right though. It is tough to kind of fit in the time to do that with family and work. You know, I just recently, um, got the new white snake record, which I think is really, uh, a good solid record. I've been listening to that a couple times, which I just literally got like, you know, two or three days ago. Yep. Uh, um, but you know, I just, I try to listen to new stuff. I'll see somebody post something about, this band and i'll be like okay well spotify makes it real easy for me to go check it out and i'll scan it for uh, a verse and a course and if i like it then i'll go back to it if not it's on to the next cool zeus what do you got yeah i was gonna say i'm the uh, i'm the opposite i tommy cursed me in some sense because he got me into podcasts before podcasts my commute's not that long so I had my go-to music, and what I like to do is pick out my favorite tracks of certain songs, um, put those on in my commute. It's a 15-minute commute, so I don't really have time to really put in a whole new album and listen to it. Um, I have that, and I have, like like I told Tom, like I know you blow me away, uh, but I have like 12,000 songs on my iPod, on my iPhone. So everything's on shuffle. So from everything to country to the Supremes to – kiss to you name it is on my iphone i like it that way it's random and i know the bands and then every once in a while there'll be a band that i really like but there's a song i don't know so to me it's new music but it's from artists that i like so i like doing it that way and then uh tommy got me into the podcast so in my commute i listen to the podcast so like you i have a hard time getting into new music um but you know, if it's if it's from an artist that I like, I will find the time to listen to it. Yeah. But new bands, other than catching it on like a podcast like yours, if it doesn't come in my orbit, I won't find it. Yeah. You know, um, let me go on to my couple of questions I had for you. Um, so um, I, I want to ask you, you know, you listen to a lot of bands and a lot of more, uh, you know, variety of bands that than we do can you name me one band that we should look into that you say you know what i know your style you like kiss and that type of music you'll like this band give them a try well you guys have heard of all the classic uh 76 stuff right yeah uh classic 78 classic 78 sorry yes. yeah yeah so Zeus, you guys that was, are that, that was the band that we heard uh um, yeah joe's uh joe polo's uh yes. thing yep yep yes. i liked it Okay, good. I mean that that band. If you're a Kiss Kiss lover, then there's no reason you shouldn't like that stuff. It's fantastic. It is really good. 
Um, as far as stuff that you wouldn't have heard of that you might like, I mean, I like melodic rock. So there's any number of bands that I could turn you on to, newer bands that I could turn you on to, even older bands that you might not have heard of. Uh, and it just depends. I mean, there's... You mean like Coney Hatch? <laughs> Coney Hatch, perfect example. Um, there's a band called Eclipse that you guys may not have heard of. They're amazing. There's a lot of great rock and roll coming out of Sweden these days. Wow. Uh, and it's very melodic and, you know, heavy guitar, melodic, great singers, good vocals, well-written songs. And a band like Eclipse is, is one of the forefront forerunners out of Sweden. That's just amazing. They're a fantastic band. Cool. Um, what else would I tell you to go after? Gosh, just so much ammunition, uh, is another band. Cruel intentions is another band. I mean, there's tons of them. Yeah. Like tons. The movie. Yeah. <laughs> Cruel intentions. Yeah. No, this is the band. If you're a fan of, I was just going to say, if you're a fan of, uh, uh, guns and roses, you might dig cruel intentions. Okay. All right. So the other thing is you like, you sound like me. You listen to other podcasts. Give me a a podcast, a non music podcast that you listen to. You recommend. (sighs) I do listen to the majority of, of music podcast. I have to say, I don't listen to a whole lot of, I listen to some financial podcast, um, just because I'm always interested on how to handle money and uh, I kind of study up on that kind of stuff. Uh, pride myself in being good with money. So good. Uh, I listen to some of those type things. I like Dave Ramsey and guys like that, but mostly it's all music podcast or music related podcast. Give me one music one. One music one. Yeah, well, we should put on our rotation. Well, don't don't listen to it with uh with uh kids but uh Co- my my friends over at Cobras and Fire are always hilarious. It's basically a comedy podcast but it centers around hard rock and metal and those two guys are amusing. Okay, what's the name of the show again? Cobras to a couple. I- yeah, Cobras and Fire. I've listened, I've, I've listened to a couple of them before. Yeah, because I subscribe to probably like 50 different podcasts ranging from music to movies to entertainment, um, you know, TV show kind of things like that. So I have heard of them. That those guys are pretty crazy. Yeah, it's Tom, it, it's it's completely ridiculousness. So, you know, you just can't take anything serious. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> nice. So, what, Tommy, why don't you throw out one that you like that we don't know about? Oh boy, you put me on the spot here now. That's right. Uh, so you're talking non. See, see, here's a music and a non-music one that you listen to. Okay, hold on, because now I got to pull up all my. I got to pull up my library. So most of the, um, so uh, let me see. Most of the stuff, as you know, Zeus and Stephen, if you don't know, when I'm not listening to music, I'm, I'm a huge horror movie fan. I'm, I'm obsessed with follow them on Twitter, podcasts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but I'm also a movie a movie fan as well. Um, there's a hilarious podcast. Um, they're all comedians. They actually do a tour, and it's called The Last Podcast on the Left. Mm-hmm. What they do is they talk about 
true crime stories or they talk about really dark subject matters, but they're all comedians. It's a group of three of them. Uh-huh. And they t- and they turn the darkest, most disturbing topics into something that you can't believe you're laughing your ass off. Um, there's three of them. They have one guy who's kind of like the main host, one guy who's kind of the jokester, and one guy that's kind of like the research guy. And they'll do like a three part, you know, series on you know serial killers. And you're like, well, do I really want to listen to this stuff? But they are hilarious. It's extremely entertaining. They do. They'll talk about current events. They'll talk about, um, you know. Uh, you know, cult things. Um, it's 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 super entertaining. Um, so, so that that that's one that I find myself listening to a lot. So I don't want to get too far off subject, but I'll just give you this podcast, and you'll it, you might enjoy this. Just go check it out. It's called the Dollop. Okay. Just just go check it out because it sounds sort of similar to what you just described. Yep. Um. Uh. And it's it's fantastic as well. It's called the Dollop. Okay. And, and for movies, uh, damn good movie uh, memories from uh, from our friend Brian Davis. He does a great uh, movie podcast. Okay. Cool. Nice. All right. Nice. What do we got I, next? Um, I'm going to throw out one. I always listen to. Pol- I'm a political junkie. Uh, I listen to Words Matter. I like that a lot. Um, it used to be. <laughs> it used to be uh, hosted by Steve Schmidt. And Elise Jordan, who are Republicans, but uh, until the guy had like the uh, breakdown on the air, which they actually aired the episode, wow. and he just walked off his own podcast. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, nice. That's a great political junkie kind of show. And I obviously the the Kiss podcast that we always drop, and I always love uh, my buddy, my uh, uh, you know big big love for uh, talk is Jericho because I still like wrestling. You know, oh, yeah. I like his music takes and and he and I don't care how big of a star he is he still talks like a fan when he talks about music when he oh, talks yeah. about movies he nerds out like the rest of us and I and I love it um yep. so before this becomes a five part mini series yeah. uh, let's uh let's get on to the kiss news tommy what's going on yeah so i got some quick news it's actually this wasn't even planned it's just perfect timing so um, anybody that's been on the internet, you're aware that Kiss and Crocs have come together to make Kiss Crocs, of course. How hilarious is that? So this is kind of funny. So um, my wife's college roommate and best friend, Zeus knows her, Lisa. She now lives out in Colorado and she works for Crocs. The Crocs Corporation is headquartered out of Colorado. So before my wife even had to reach out to her, she reached out to my wife and said, does Tommy know that Kiss is making Crocs? <laughs> and of course, she said, yes, he knows well away. He's trying to see if you can get discounts on it. So Lisa had a funny story. She said that uh, while she's at work, as the as the big reveal, you know, the big thing was was uh, getting ready to launch. Um, they're at like a meeting and um, somebody came into the meeting and asked for one of the upper manager, you know, one of the CFOs, CEOs and said, you know, I, I, I hate to interrupt the meeting, but Gene Simmons is on the phone for you. And everybody was like, Gene Simmons from Kiss, like everybody at Crocs, all these friggin', you know, shoot people like what? So they were flipping out. And then when they did the big presentation of the product, they had people come in dressed in Kiss makeup to like show like the Crocs people like this is the new product, the Kiss stuff. So 
Lisa said it was hilarious because she she pretty much knows Kiss just you know common knowledge just from what she sees on TV and you know whatever. She's like it was it was a weird scene. And then they're doing another promo. Kiss is playing in um, in Colorado in September, so they were giving away free tickets to all like to Crocs employees to go to the show in September. Uh, all kinds of crazy Kiss promos. So then the big question is: My wife reaches out to Lisa and says, "Can you get a discount?" No, no discount. So I said, is it is this freaking Gene Simmons at work again? So apparently she said anytime Crocs goes into a licensing agreement with, you know, whether it's like, say, you know, you know, if they make like baseball Crocs or, you know, they can't dis no, they can't. Nobody, including the employees, can get any kind of discount or any kind of product. So if you want your kiss Crocs, you got to pay 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Good. Right, Stephen. Did you pre-order them already? Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm going to get my ass kicked because I'm wearing Crocs. <laughs> people think you're a jerk because you like Kiss. No, people think you're a jerk because you wear Kiss Crocs. <laughs> it double, Absolutely. Double worse. I can't wait to see Tommy put some black socks and wear those Crocs down to the beach. That'll be fantastic. Believe me, when my, when my order comes in, I will show them on on Twitter. Oh, Please Harrison. put black socks on when you wear them. Please. <laughs> Act like I don't know them. Oh, oh so, man. So other, so, other, than, other than that, I got nothing. Just that kind of a uh, timely and topical story. I have one little piece of kiss news. Um, so I don't know if anybody watches uh, some of these uh, vocal talent shows, but my wife and I do. And we watched uh, American Idol the other day and the kid does hard luck woman. No nice. kidding. On oh, I didn't yeah. see that. Wow. Yeah, he had the perfect voice for it. He's got kind of a gravelly voice. He's a big kid and a uh, fantastic singer, but he, he whipped out a hard luck, hard luck woman. Did wow, a good job. Very, very cool. Nice. Wow, he's copying the best singer in the band. Well, here we go. Yeah. Um, so the couple things that I saw about Kiss, number one was that Kiss is ending the first part of the U.S. leg, right? They're ending it in uh, – the end of what September in LA they opened up they're having another show in LA yes popular demand right? yep by popular demand and people are flipping out like oh it's going to be New York it's like relax people this isn't the last show of the whole tour just on this leg so people are like all panicking and getting mad but this that LA show i believe is the last show before they do the kiss cruise that's what they announced okay okay yeah, and then the last thing I wanted to bring up was it looks like Paul uh, chimed in on his um, uh, on the feud between Gene and Ace, and he says I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. I think whatever ill will or anger out there usually dissipates over time. Hopefully, it will. The difference between us and other families or other relationship is that ours finds our ways into the news. Everybody goes through these things that are similar, but in our case, it's entertainment for people. Yeah, usually because you throw it out there when you're shitting on Peter all the time. You're talking about Ace and Gene, but what about you? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Please. Yeah, and I know he's been hawking his book. Uh, he's done some good shows. I, there were some um, YouTube clips I saw of him, you know, promoting a show on local, uh, you know, on uh, national, uh, you know, stations going on, talking about his book and stuff. Um, we talked all about the book last week and, um, you know, we, we, we gave our thoughts about it. Um, I, I apparently did well, uh, landed in top 20. 
So I'm sure he's he's happy, selling well. Yeah. Now you had something else, Zeus. You were, you were going to mention something else about the the tour itself. Yeah, they uh, they so the first leg, the first part, they uh, the statistics came out. They had they sold their tickets, ended up making about fifty million on this tour. Wow. So um, as I was saying last week, hey Stewart, go eat a fucking bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, with that being said, oh, hold on, I gotta hear this. Uh, do you have any opinions about this whole uh, Stewart versus Kiss kind of uh, controversy? Do you have any thoughts or opinions? Nah, I've, I've I've already voiced my opinions about the whole that whole thing and the whole lip sync thing. I've I've voiced them time and time again. So, Good. I'm not I'm not gonna bore the listeners with that shit anymore. Okay. I just want an excuse to hear somebody else shit on Stuart some more. <laughs> Fucking cry, baby. Anyways, what's our topic of this week? What are we talking about? Uh, we are talking kiss closers. So as Zeus said at the beginning of the episode, uh, the title is Last Chance. So we're going to talk about our top five worst and top five best kiss closers. Last songs on the album. And we're going with uh, just studio releases uh, and solo albums. We're not going with any deluxe remasters or compilations or live albums. Studio releases and the four solo albums. Uh, Best and worst closing songs. So before we get into the Kiss ones, do you guys have any thoughts about you, Stephen? Closing tracks like to an album. What does that mean to you? Yeah, so I I gave it a little bit of thought. I went through my uh, library and checked out and picked out a handful. So here's a handful of amazing closing tracks to me, amazing closing tracks. Rocket Queen off of Appetite Destruction. Best one. Simple Rhyme off of uh, Women and Children First. Yes. Hollow Be Thy Name off of Number of the Beast. Yes. Devil's Child off of Screaming for Vengeance. Steeler off of British Steel. When the Levee Breaks off of Four. The Ocean. Closing track. Fantastic. Diary of a Madman off of uh, Ozzy's record, obviously. A Day in the Life off of Sgt. Pepper. Working Man off the First Rush. Passage to Bangkok off of 2112. And the... And the zoo off of Animal Magnetism, the Scorpions. Oh, great tune, Tommy. Uh, well, I was going to say, in my for my my money in my era, I think Rocket Queen is like the king of all closers, probably because that's my favorite non Kiss album. Um, but I, but like Steven said, the Ze- Zeppelin had a knack for really nailing it with closing tracks. Um, they they did a really good job. Um, you mentioned in a simple rhyme, I was Van Halen really Van Halen didn't really take their closing tracks very seriously on a lot of their albums. Um, they, they, you know, some bands don't seem to really um, kind of pay attention to that. I thought one that's a little bit more modern, well, modern, quote unquote, came out 27 years ago, 28 <laughs> years ago. Um, it might not flow with the style of the album, but when I first listened to Pearl Jam's 10 album, I thought them closing with release 
was kind of awesome. I think that's a really it's like an epic closer. Um, I think release is a really good one. I think Dokken closing with Dream Warriors on back for the attack is a great one. Um, uh, but I thought, you know, it, it, it's tough because to me, I don't want an album to land with a thud and, yeah. you know, pretty tight Led Zeppelin two. I think if I recall correctly, was bringing on, um, you know, that's another, that's another powerful way to, to end an album. So, um, I was looking at Metallica, Metallica had a knack, some of their albums for really ending with some, with some killer ones, damage incorporated off master puppets, um, you know, stuff like I thought it was I thought it was I thought they did a good job, too. Zeus, what about you, bud? All right. So a couple things. I think the trifecta is Rocket Queen. I had that. All three of us had that. Yeah, totally. I just like the way it changes the groove at the end. And it just sounds like it's just such a it's a, it's just such a it kicks you in the ass. Just yeah. a whole. You know what? It changes the ball game for music for me. When you play that album, you're like. Guess what, guys? There's a new fucking king in town, and they're taking over. That album, just perfect. I thought it was funny because there's certain bands that take that serious. You look at that, and then you also look at, you know, you look at, they did Use Your Illusion. They end with Coma on one of them, which is fucking insane. I love that song. Great But song. on the other hand, they end with My World, which is horrible, yep. right? Yep. And then you could do the same thing with Zeppelin. I had a couple Zeppelin ones. I'm with you. When the levee breaks, what a way to end an album, right? But then on my favorite Zeppelin album, they end with hats off to Roy Hopper. What the <laughs> fuck was that? So there's some people that don't have it. A couple other ones that are kick ass for me that stick out. Um, I think uh, rock and roll ain't noise pollution on back in black is a great mm-hmm. one to end. Yep. Um, I like, like Suicide on Super Unknown. Oh. I think it's such a great way to end the song, that album. That might be my favorite song on that album. Yeah, exactly. Good, and I good just call. Think it's so um, something in the way for Nevermind. Oh, the way yeah. It just drifts off kind of, you know, just soothing out the way to end that. I love How Many More Times. That's probably maybe my favorite Zeppelin song. Yep. And the way that ends, the build up in the middle. Plus, it's it's the bonus that it gives us the song Love Gun right in the middle. How can you not love it? Um, and uh, another big one for me is uh, The Last Resort from Hotel California. And finally, I will end with probably maybe my favorite closing track on any album. And it just fits because it's probably uh, you guys call it your desert albums. One that sticks out for me and made me a huge fan of the band, and that is R.E.M.'s perfect album, Automatic for the People. And Find the River is probably my favorite closing track of all. I absolutely adore that song. It is so unbelievable. Um, So those are my things. When I think of closing tracks, those ones kind of stick out to me. What a way to end an album. Good picks. Nice. Nice. So we're going to go to Kiss. And... um, if we go alphabetical, it'll go Stephen Tom Zeus. So this is not going to be your worst kiss closing track, Stephen. This is the fifth worst closing track. Yeah, so, so we're going to yeah, so, yeah, we're going to work our way down from five to one with the worst so that we can Number end on a high five level. for yeah. you. What yep. is the fifth worst kiss closing track? And ladies and gentlemen, there are twenty four of them out there. Yeah, so like I alerted you guys, I didn't exactly play by the rules. So here's what I'm doing. I put together an actual album 
Uh, and this album is going to be best to worst. That's the title of it. It's going to have the four, uh, icons, the four talisman heads on the album cover with, uh, the shit emo MOG in the middle. Okay. (laughs) And so that's what the album cover is going to look like. And, and so side two of the album is the worst side. And so if you guys want me to, to start with the, uh, fifth song on side two uh it's a little tune i like to call i walk alone hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line I love that song. I knew it. I love that song. What are you doing to Bruce? It's not a Kiss song, but it's a good song. I I like Bruce, but that song is just kind of meh. It's not great. I I hear what you're saying, Steve. It's definitely not one of my favorites, but um, there was such a huge pile of shit to choose from here that it just didn't make the cut. See, and I told you guys, I told you guys, I'm fairly easily entertained. So I had a whole lot harder time picking my favorites, my best of, rather than my worst of. My worst of was really simple to pick. And let me come, let me be on record by saying I don't hate Carnival of Souls. I know a lot of people yeah. hated it. I, I don't hate. I don't hate it. I won't go so far as to say I love it, but I don't hate it. And I Walk Alone is just one of those tunes that out of the bunch that I had to choose from, that one kind of fell short for me. Okay. Gotcha. Tom, okay. you're up. All right. So my fifth worst closer is the closer on the worst Kiss album, in my opinion. The closer on Monster, right here, right now. 
Uh, the song is it's it's just not good. I can't get past that album. I try, I try, I can't listen to Monster. Steven is shaking his head, telling me why I'm wrong. There's nothing wrong with that album. I mean, okay. that, there's nothing wrong with that album, and that song is not that bad. It's okay. certainly not the worst Kiss album by any stretch of the imagination. This is why Steven's on the show. So your song, Last Chance, right? What's that? Your song is Last Chance. No, right here, right now. What do you mean, Last Chance? No, Last Chance is the last song on Monster. Not on my copy. You have the wrong copy. I told what? you not to, I told you not to buy it from that dude on the streets. Why does my copy of Monster have right here right now as the last song? Do you mean the Van Halen song? No, yeah, that's, that's Van Michael, Halen track. I, my version of Mo- we, is it, do we have controversy here now? This is why Tommy doesn't like Monster because he actually has the wrong album. It's not even Kiss. Good job, Tommy. My ver- my version of Monster has right here right now as th- as the last song. Dude, are you making me like lose my I, mind? I'll, I have it right here. I can show you. I can show you. I I have it right here. Show it to me. Okay, give me one second. This it's, is this is hilarious. I can't believe this. We have con- I think, controversy. I think I think we need to get the edit part of this uh, video going, Stephen. What's great is he's gonna have like he's gonna have like this Maxell tape with a handwritten cover that says <laughs> "Monster" on it. I'm taking a. <laughs> what the hell is right here right now? Do you know that song, Stephen? I don't know. I, I'm looking it up right now. I am taking a screenshot of my music library. It's coming right now. You'll see. You see. Take me down below. Then last chance. Then right here. Right now is the thirteenth song. Hold on. I'm getting the there. Thirteenth song. Yep. I don't There's know a- what right here. Right now is. Do you, Stephen? Hold on. I'm getting there. Give me a minute. It's taking me forever to get this there. This is excellent. I love this controversy. Here we go. Monster. Uh, okay. So monster. I don't have thirteen songs. I only have twelve. So what last- the hell version of monster do I have? You have the version that you bought off that dude on the street. I already told you. <laughs> I did not get that. It's <laughs> a handwritten cover that says Kiss Monster, and they spelled right, monster I wrong. I all this shit out, don't I? What the <laughs> fuck is right here, right that, now? I say, the leave, Van I, say I say leave it in. It's funny as shit. I was just going to say leave it in. <laughs> look at look, what look the at, fuck is right here, right now? Check. Play it. Play. You're not. You're not editing this out because what's going to happen is when you edit in the music, you're going to play the song right here, right now. It's terrible. You can't. Why is we don't my have version it. of Monster. Listen to Last Chance. It's a pretty good song. <laughs> Throw that on there if we want to go by that rule. <laughs> iTunes tour edit bonus track. Buy the CD, Tommy. It's not on the CD. Th- that's from my CD. That's the mute. That's that was downloaded onto my phone from the Monster CD. Can't be. It says on Wikipedia, iTunes, tour edition, bonus track. Oh. I don't even know that song. All right, then you know what? Hey, this is what we'll do. This is what we'll do. The album sucks, so last chance we'll count that as as number five, okay? Yeah, you're 
I love hell or hallelujah. I like free too. Can I edit this whole shit out? No way. No way, dude. This is funny. Tommy Tommy is wrong. Next. I'm wrong, apparently. My last (laughs) fifth worst is last chance on monster. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, am I crazy? What's he talking about? I love it. God, man, you guys' worst album doesn't stand a chance against mine. What the hell? And, um, but I will add this, Stephen. Um, last chance for me is like you said for I Walk Alone. I had a hard time getting this in there. I don't dislike this, but of the songs that I was going to pick, I put this in there. I, I thought, you know what? Uh, I put this as now number five. When okay. when Kiss when Kiss fans hear my worst list, they're going to be looking at you guys, going, "There's no way that that song is worse than these songs." I mean, these songs are awful that I'm putting on the list. Walk, I Walk Alone is the best off of that list. That's why it's at number five. Actually, I like that song. So. Um, all right. After wow. I edit Tommy's shit, um, number You're four not for editing you. editing anything. <laughs> number four for you, Stephen. <laughs> number four for me is Journey of a Thousand Years off of Psycho Circus. Shit.
I like that song, Stephen. God damn. <laughs> I mean, do you even like rock and roll at all? I mean, I not like it. It's got a cool groove and it goes into the outro. I like that. Do your buddies give you shit when you go to the hockey game carrying a purse? Oh, great <laughs> song. I like it. <laughs> Dang. All right. Well, I'm ne- I'm next, so I'm going to make Stephen feel better because shockingly, that's also number four on my list. Journey of a thousand years. Yes, it's shit. The song is garbage. You guys have bad taste. This is like reminding me. I'm having flashbacks to the Sunny episode where the two of you ganged up on me. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, it, oh. it gets worse. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Number four for me is this. know what you might be thinking i probably shouldn't put this in but i don't like instrumentals car jam 1981 see okay. see I, i'm fine with that but i kind of went with um i kind of thought we weren't counting like instrumentals and stuff so i wasn't sure whether car jam was going to be the last song on revenge or i just wanna uh so i didn't i didn't pick either one obviously but yeah. um but yeah, I mean instrumentals, whatever. It's I, I don't think anybody would fault you for that. Yeah, yeah. I the, the other thing is too, it, you know, the the interesting thing about that is that that song then eventually comes on on Fraley's Comet and becomes Breakout. Yeah. Which is why Eric Carr is credited for uh, as a songwriter on that song. Right. What, right. What a great yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. It is. I, I don't mind. I know you don't like instrumentals. I I, I actually like them. And I don't, I don't mind car gym, especially. I look at it up- this way. And when it's on, on my shuffle and it comes on, I'm driving. Guess what? Next. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, all right, Steven, you got number three for you, buddy. All right. So my list still gets worse and car jam isn't uh, worse than any of this crap. So next, uh, the number three track on this piece of shit is. <laughs>
That's right. That's that hunk of shit from Love Gun, an otherwise great record, Then She Kissed Me. Really? <gasps> really? Do we need that on an album like Love Gun? Seriously? The album that bought us I Stole Your Love and we got Then She Kissed Me. Ugh. Yes. Steven, I'm not going to disagree with you because Love Gun is my all-time favorite album. And when you look at where Kiss was, Kiss was on top of the world. And I say the same thing about Alive too. Why are you throwing Then She Kissed Me on Love Gun? Why are you throwing Any Way You Want It on Alive 2 or Rockin' in the USA? Why? Why? I, I agree with you. What talk about an album ending on a thud? Oof. Let, let me get let me guess. Zeus likes that tune too. <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> let me ask you, do you like the original version? Then he kissed me. Do you I mean it's a pop song? The are we talking about the isn't that a Motown tune? Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you like the original? Like Yeah, I like I, I like the Motown stuff. Yeah, so, meaning like you just don't like it as a Kiss song or a Kiss album. Yeah, I don't want Correct. Kiss doing that tune. Yeah. Correct. Right, right. No, the, the original is what it is. It's a classic pop song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what I'm getting at is like, is it a shitty song? Is it like the Kiss did uh, Wing no. Chung tonight? No. <laughs> I mean, like, I like Wing Chung. Tonight. You know what I mean? Where you're like, <laughs> song sucks too. And why'd Kiss do it? Right. No. right. All right. So um, that's uh, Stevens number three. What about you, Tommy? Oh. Zeus, don't hate me. All right. Here's my number three. This is New York. Yo. Buddy's solo album, I Can't Stop the Rain by Peter Chris. But this is New York. Yeah, that's the best part of the song. The very beginning with his Sylvester Stallone from Nighthawks <laughs> accent. But this is New York. New York. 
Holy <laughs> shit. I didn't realize it was a Rocky pie. You're right. Hey, but this is New York. Hey, what are you terrible, doing? Terrible, terrible, terrible song. <sighs> Love that song. Yeah. Oh, see? Love that song. It's a great tune. Steven? It's just not a kiss tune. Steven, Steven thoughts? Oh, my God. You gave it way too much credit. <laughs> First of all, that song doesn't even deserve to be in the number three slot. Oh, okay. Oh, oh my God, what a hunk of shit that is. What That whole album is a heaping pile of shit. Oh, no, no, no. We we, we like the Peter, we like Peter's solo album for what it is. It's not a, it's not a huge oh, steaming. God. I'm going to Aria Stark, the Night King over there. With um, my fucking dagger right now. Oh, my God. Peter. Tommy, Tommy is Peter's buddy. And God bless you, Tommy. You, you're... You're, you deserve to have your favorite Kiss member like everybody else, but this record's just awful, and I can't stop the rain. Uh-uh. Yeah, I, I can't stop uh, turning this song off, is what I can't do. <laughs> Go ahead, Zeus. Oh, no taste. All right, so my number three. This is I've, new talked, I've talked about this song a few times, and okay. it goes like this. right murder high heels i what can't the fuck is that <laughs> i am blown away that that is not your number one or t- i thought that would murder. be <laughs> murder. the kiss discography now here's the thing about that song lyrically it's a it's a disaster i actually kind of like the funk beat to it that like i kind of like the the music to it People go listen to our Animize review and listen to me just go off on that song. But go ahead. Steven, thoughts on Murder in High Heels? It's not a great song, but there's no way in hell it's worse than any of the songs that I've named. And it's no way in hell that it's worse than I Can't Stop the Rain. All right, so all right, you're up to number two. All right, number two. Uh, like I said earlier, 
I can't stop the rain. I can't put it any lower than number two. Wow. Oh, my God. Number okay. two for me. I can't stop the rain. Piece of crap. Okay. Damn it. But this is New York. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, what is it, New York? What are you talking about? No. Adrian, <laughs> nah. check out the size of my wig. <laughs> hey, yo, Adrian, I got a gig to play with the band. Oh, you know, you can't keep calling. They're going to get all upset, you know? I got to change the words to this to Beth. <laughs> so my one and two could be flip-flopped, depending on what mood I'm in. But this is going to th- – this hurts because this is one of my favorite Kiss albums. I know it takes a beating, but it's one of my favorite al- Kiss albums. So why don't we just play the beginning? Here it is. Closer on Hot in the Shade, the steaming pile of shit known as Boomerang. <laughs> Steven is putting his arms up in the air. I don't know if he's celebrating or upset. Boomerang made your worst fucking... list? Oh, terrible. God damn. Terrible. Man. Oh, my God. Apparently, Steven likes Boomerang. The only thing good about Boomerang was the movie. I don't I don't hate Boomerang. I mean it's not on my top closer list, but it certainly ain't on my bottom. Oh, it's absolutely uh, that is that is actually one of the very few kiss songs that I will skip if I can reach the skip button in time. So so let me ask you this Boomerang or Read My Body? Oh, Read My Body's terrific. <laughs> read my body. Come on, Steven, get to the good stuff. Oh, that song is terrific. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Tommy might get beat up at some point in time while he's out in public. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Put it this way, Stephen, when I'm strutting my stuff with my kiss crocs and I'm singing and I'm telling my wife to get to the good stuff. <laughs> you got to sing it like Bob Kraft would sing it. Read my body. Put your finger in my ass. <laughs> I pray that there are pictures that emerge with Tommy and um, some sunscreen over his nose, some sunglasses on, a big hat, black socks, shorts, and his kiss Crocs. That's going to be that's that's going to be your birthday card on the way to the beach singing "Read My Body." Get to the good stuff. All right, oh, Lordy. 
Go ahead. All right. My number two. This has already made my shit list, and we've discussed this before. Okay. Here you go. I'm not going to say anything. That's terrible. We talked about this before. That's just an epic God bless fail. him. God bless his mom. God bless the backstory. And it is because the backstory, that's not my number one. Okay. That's All the right. only reason it's not my number one. Okay. All right. So when you wish upon a star, you wish that G never did that song. Agreed. Thoughts about that? Yeah, it's a mess. Steven over there? Yeah, here here's my thoughts, and you know, I'll let you guys get all your thoughts out of the way first, and then I'll give you my thoughts. No, I'll save mine. But go ahead, Steve. I'm done. Yeah, you go. You go. So, so my thoughts are, I'm gonna go ahead and go into my number one, and I could give two shits about a backstory because that hunk of shit is my number one. Wish upon a star. The fact that you even put. Uh, some other songs ahead of of Wish Upon a Star. Give me a break. That song's a big. That song is the actual emoji of poop on the <laughs> album cover that I'm putting together. Yeah, I have to. I, 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 why don't we just why don't we just continue the conversation because that's my number one as well. So <laughs> it, it's just. I mean, again, like you said, Zeus. I know Stephen doesn't care because he's heartless. He doesn't care about the backstory because he's mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically yeah, it, it, it it's it's a mess it's just uh, we get it but it's just self-indulgent garbage but when young Chaim was in new york this is the only song he knew now so what you don't need to put it on your solo album what if the only song he knew was the fucking theme to sesame street would that have been his last song <laughs> exactly Put it on a bonus track on some B-side or something. Put it in that piece of shit vault thing that he had with two Put her in that songs. fucking bucket. That's what you just sounded yeah. like. Put her in that bucket. <laughs> Somebody bring me a bucket. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Listen, my number one song while we're at this Uh-oh. was your number two, Tommy. Boomerang. Oh. That song sucks. So here's how I look at it. 
Oh Will my God! I can't wait to hear star, this. Okay, it's got a backstory. It is beyond ridiculous that I'm listening to it. However, it's a Disney song. It doesn't hurt the ears to listen to it. <laughs> to listen to Boomerang makes me want to fucking vomit. Makes me think of like my parents off the boat from Greece, and I like listen to this American rock music, Dad. Hear this hung boomerang. He'd be like, ah, turn it off. It hurts. <laughs> That's what I think of when I hear boomerang. But when you hear when you wish upon a star, he'd be like, oh, okay. It's just that's the difference. Boomerang is painful. Wow. When you wish upon is, uh, a star is just ridiculous and stupid. But the so backstory moves it to two. So apparently Steven is n- doesn't mind boomerang. I'm just saying that you just chose Boomerang over Wish Upon a Star and I Can't Stop the Rain. So, Zeus, I'm pretty sure that, um, A, you shouldn't be doing a a rock podcast. (laughs) B, you should just um, curl up in a fetal position because there's no reason that you should like music. And C, you never heard the backstory about Boomerang. Boomerang has a backstory. Yeah, go for go for it over in somebody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> when Bruce Kulick um, got off the boat from um, Italy, he threw a boomerang, and it's the only toy that he had when he was a kid. And he and Bob used to play with a boomerang that they got from their elder uh, statesman in the um, uh, Australian tribe. And so, so he's he wrote, from Italy, but he got a boomerang from an Australian tribe with a name like Kulik. I'm making this shit up as I go. <laughs> yeah, it's a you got to do better than that on the fly, my friend. <laughs> you got to think like an attorney. You better be able to lie on your feet better than that. <laughs> Bruce. Hey, Bruce Kuliki. <laughs> Kuliki. Where's the boomerang? And throw it around to me so I can catch it. Let me tell you right Roberto, now. If the, you catch let me tell you right now. If, if, if there was any chance that that story was remotely true, it would actually make it uh, the, the song a little bit more likable. But, you know, it's just boomerang terrible. Boomerang is painful. Terrible. Painful. Now, I don't know. Do you guys want to wait to do your um, honorable mentions at the end, because some of them might make it on the good part, or do you want to do like honorable mentions for good and bad at the end? At the end, yeah, okay, do at, yeah, do them at the end. All right. So last time we let Stephen lead off. Tom, you're going to be in the middle. I'm going to start this one off, and right now we're going to do our favorite closing tracks. So I'm starting off at number five for me. So number five for me is a song that I love, and I've I've mentioned this before to you, Tommy. It's not a hit. It's just something about it. It just, I can't explain it. It's true. 
that I want. Oh, oh, it's <laughs> the worst song on Unmasked. And that made your top five closers. I love that song. Oh, love mercy. it. The demo's even better. Oh. You're all that I want. I don't, there's something about it. And, and I, and I love Unmasked. I, I love, but that is to me the weakest song on that album. Oh, it's a great tune. Go ahead, Steven. I can see the look on your face. No, I don't hate that song. I don't know if it's the worst song on Unmasked. I'd have to go through the tracks on Unmasked, but I I don't dislike that song. Okay. There's something about it. It's just the core or the way the, the arrangement is or something. Now you might not you might laugh, but it's something that reminds me of Zeppelin 2's Thank You. There's something about it. I don't know what it is. Well, there's, I mean, there, there, I will give Kiss credit. There is a little bit of melody in it when Gene and Paul are kind of closing in the song out. There's a little bit of a, it kind of rises up a little bit. It starts to, it's the you know, demo part to it. Yeah. Tom. I'm telling you, listen to that. It just remi- there's something about it reminds me of thank you. I don't okay. know why, but all right. God, I don't either. That, yeah. that listen to the demo part and then tell me if it doesn't. But okay. go ahead. You're number five, Tommy. All right, so so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna preface my number my list by this is not gonna be like any surprises here. I went with songs that you know pretty pretty obvious, but they're still they're still you know I wasn't gonna Poser. try to be, I wasn't gonna try to be like some like oh yeah you know this is these are the five best closes and just pick you know you mean pretty, like you're all that I want pretty much. <laughs> so the list was actually pretty hard for me to make. Um, so I'm going to go, my number five is going to be the closer. Well, let's, let's play the intro. You'll know what it is when you hear the, when you hear the beginning of it. Closer off of Creatures of the Night, War Machine is my number five. War Machine probably would have would have been a little higher for me, but I got to be honest with you, I'm kind of sick of the song, but I can't take away credit for the song that it is. Um, and I, I've said many times before that I find Creatures of the Night tremendously overrated as an album. Um, I think people are just so enamored with it for some reason. I don't think it has a lot of great songs on it. I think War Machine is one of those great songs. So that's my fifth best closer right there. I think the live version of it makes it even better with the sirens and the backdrop. I think it just and, you know, like I said, they've used that as wrestlers come out to themes with that now. And I've heard it more over and more and more and more 
over time in different shows and arenas, that song will pop up every once in a while. Yep. I think it's great. Okay. Steven? Yeah, I love War Machine. I like Creatures of the Night. I'm surprised to hear you that hear you say that about Creatures of the Night, but I like that record a lot. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't I don't not like it. I just think it gets just heaped too much praise heaped on it from top to bottom. But that's just my opinion. But what do you got, Steven? Uh you ready for my number five? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the right, the way that I, I put this together is not necessarily my favorite, uh, five, uh, closers. It's more an album. So I looked at it in sequence, how I wanted it to go. So I want the album to end with this. right baby do you love me oh love that yeah. tune nice. that's how th- that's how this album's gonna end on side one okay all right yeah. Well, yeah not not much to say about that song it's epic obviously i i was i was personally thrilled to see it added to the set list for the end of the road tour it was kind of a surprise i know some people were actually complaining about it but i was thrilled i've always loved that song yeah it's a great song yeah totally yeah i like it um Got a little fatigue with it, but I try to take that out of, you know, my um, reasoning, but I have a little fatigue with it. Yep. Um, Number four for me, let the surprises keep coming. Oh, boy.
That's right. Paul Stanley's solo album, Goodbye. Almost had that on my list. That was a tough cut for me to make. That was a tough What a way cut. to end an album. Yeah. So goodbye. Yeah, that was that, that, coming that, from that. Keep em Waiting. Yeah, that's Keep a that's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. That was a that was that was yeah. Steven, what do you think? Yeah, that's an awesome tune that almost made my list as well. Uh yeah. it was awesome uh last year at the Indie Kiss Expo. The Kulik brothers did that tune. Oh, nice. How sweet is that, huh? Very yeah. uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. Cool. Tomas. Um, all right. So I actually had a little bit, I kind of had a tricky time putting this list together, but, um, yeah. So my number four favorite closer is, uh, is off of my second favorite kiss album. Um, so let's play this one. Closer off of Dynasty, Ace Freely with Save Your Love. Absolutely. Dynasty, my second favorite album easily. And I love all the Ace stuff off of that album. So love that song. That's a good song, Tommy. I'm not going to complain. I like it. Strong Ace song. I'm surprised they don't play it more or get some little bit more recognition. Yeah. It's a solid song. Yeah. Steven, I saw you shaking your head a little bit. Yeah, I used to not like Dynasty, but my my partner in crime, Hollywood, uh, urged me to give this uh, record another chance, and I did. And I actually like this record now. Yeah. Uh, uh, in fact, he did that with um, uh, Unmasked as well. Yep. I just accept Unmasked as a is sort of a different Kiss record. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, but it's yep. a great record. But yep. yeah, I, li- I like Save Your Love. Good tune. Cool. All right. You're up, buddy. Number All four. right. So this one comes off of a record that I don't necessarily love in the Kiss catalog, uh, although I'm finding a couple of tunes here and there that I actually like, and this is one of them. Love this one off of Crazy Nights, Thief in the Night.
good tune. I, yeah, that 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 actually is. That's a good call. That's a good call, Stephen. That that's a that's a strong song. I'm I think I'm one of the very few people that actually really enjoy Crazy Nights, top to bottom. That's another '80s album that takes a beating, but I like it. I just it's just so overly polished, and I I really hated uh, the song Crazy Nights, especially as a lead off track. Yeah, I I could see that. That's true. Yeah, Zeus, were you gonna say? No, I, I'm saying. I like the Gene songs on that album almost oh. more than so than the Paul songs other yeah. than turn on the night. Um, and, um, it, was it reason to live? Um, I, I, I think it's a good tune. I yeah. think that's one of Gene's most underrated songs in the eighties, but, um, specifically Agreed. good song. Yeah. We're up to number three for me. Yep. Tommy. I mean, yeah, that was that was a close call for me. I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't keep saying it's a close call because I don't want to give anything away. But, yeah, I mean, I is, you know, I mean, even if you don't like the elder, you kind of have you, you kind of have to like I a, a little bit, you know. And Gene quotes it all the time. Don't need to get wasted. I just every time I think of this song, I always think of that clip, the video clip. What is it from the Friday's video yeah. show that? Yeah, yeah. just that's awesome. It's awesome. And the balls to stand on my own. Yeah. What do you think, Steven? I think it's the best song on The Elder. Love yeah. It. Yeah. I think that's I, agreed. Yeah. All nice. right. So, so we're coming to my top three. Um, you know, this is when we get a little bit, a little bit uh, milk toast cookie cutter, but I'm going to own that. I don't care. So Steven already mentioned this. Uh, my number three is off of Destroyer. Do you love me? Um that song actually has a lot of nostalgic value to me because it was on double platinum and I was five years old when I got double platinum. And at that age, I was obsessed with drumming. I, I, I had like a little Muppet drum set (laughs) 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 and and it was in the drums were made out of like paper and 
I think it was this song, the beginning of the song with those drums, which are absolutely kick-ass. I think I broke the drums trying to play Do You Love Me on it, like just shattered the paper with the plastic drumsticks. And um, I, I mean, I've always loved the song, but it just it just holds a little bit of a, a good childhood memory to me. I love Peter, but you probably hit the drum paper than harder than Peter hits his drums. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, when you listen to that intro, that does not sound like Peter. I mean, no, I, know, I, know, I mean, no. I know Bob, I know Bob Ezrin really coached the shit out of him and really helped with the sound of that album. But that, Hell that, yeah. that does not sound like a Peter drum beat. But anyways, do you love me? Love it. And I know Peter already picked it as well. So, I'm sorry. Stephen already picked it as well. We have Peter on the show. Peter Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> this On is a way Ubering. He yeah. stopped into uh, to this help is us Atlanta. Out. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't New York. <laughs> Go ahead. You're up, Stephen. All right. My number three in the middle slot comes off of the third Kiss record, Hotter Than Hell, with a little strange ways. <laughs> Good song, but that's off the uh, second Kiss album. It's oh, off yeah. Hotter Than Hell, isn't it? Yeah, second As Kiss I album. I just said, off the second Kiss album. I thought Dress to Kill was the uh No, third. my friend. Third. It's not? Nope. All right. Well, edit all that out. Let no, me redo keep that. all this shit in. It's no, leave you it. two fucking knuckleheads. Keep making all the fucking mistakes. Go ahead. Hey, wait, wait hold on. <laughs> wait, I got to interject here now. What Steven did was a mistake. My version of Monster has right here, right now, is the last goddamn track. All right, Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Strange Ways. That's, that song's kick-ass, man. That song. I, 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 that, Who sings that? It's your boy, Peter. No, it's Ace, isn't it? It's an Ace's song. Hey, why you sing this song for me, Peter? I'm a little too embarrassed. <laughs> I don't know the words. You I just think- wrote it. I did? I actually think Peter singing it is one of the things that makes the song as good as it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Number two. Number two, we'll make this real quick. You already said it, Tommy. War Machine for me. Okay. I, I, you know, it's just a kick-ass song. You know, it's just, it's badass. And it's a great way to end their comeback hard rock album, I think. Yeah. Agreed. 
Yep. You know? Yep. Totally. So go to your number two, brother. This is my number two. All right. Um, it almost was number one, but my number one is number one for a reason. So uh, we are going to go. My number two will be this one. off of the debut album black diamond i'm sure i'm i'm guessing everybody has this but who knows but black diamond almost was number one but i had to push it out i had to push it out of the number one spot peter chris just makes that whole song and you you watch those live videos of him singing that it goes nuts yeah good stuff i don't give a shit how much you know eric carr tries i don't care how much eric singer tries they sing the song yeah peter chris owns that song it's a difference yeah, yeah. steven love it yeah. love it love it so much it's my number two. Oh, okay all right let's let's just keep this thing going it's my number one wow okay i figured that i figured that so anything else you guys want to add to do about this song there's really not much to say. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's epic. Classic. Yeah. I mean, it really it, it it's. I said this when we were. I don't even know. I think we talked about it during our concert review episode. The song has been around forever, but I feel like I don't know if it's because I don't know getting older or something. It it's creeping up there as one of my favorites now. I mean, I've always liked it, but I just I don't know. I just seem to appreciate it more now. I think the Peter episode really emphasized it again for me. Yeah. We went over his tracks and specified his stuff. And plus, isn't it the typical, like, when you think of closing tracks, for me, that's why it sticks out more than anything. Yeah. When I think of closing tracks, the way that, yeah. that kind of whole drones. shit at the end of it, yeah, how it brings it down, out. that how the album ends, it's cemented in my head, that's a closing track to an album. Yeah, especially specifically for Kiss. Yep. So that's why he became my number one. Yep. Steven? Uh, nope. Tom for my number one. Oh, nope. oh, oh no, nope. I was gonna nope. say, do you have any last thoughts? Tommy's still gotta give his number one. No. Do you have any last thoughts on Black Diamond? No, everything's been said. It's a it's a classic. Okay. All right. So my number one off of uh one of my Mount Rushmore of Kiss albums, um, it's 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 obviously it's a hit, but it's got nostalgic reasons for me. So uh, let's just uh, hear the uh, opening uh, beats of this one right here.
Might be a cookie cutter, but the closer off of Dress to Kill, Rock and Roll All Night. This song, again, off of Double Platinum. I was five years old when I got it. The version off of Dress to Kill is the only version that I will listen to. I like it better than the live version. Anytime they put it on a compilation, it's been remixed or remastered. The Dress to Kill version, the tambourines shaking in the chorus, Gene's bass line, uh, it's just, it's perfect. The song means a lot to me. We played it at our wedding. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's just, uh, and I, I, I know it's been overplayed. I know it's, I know it's the song that everybody associates kiss with, but for me, it was a no brainer that this is the number one closer for me. Well, a couple things. The only part that I disagree with is cause it doesn't have the guitar solo without the guitar nope. solo. I think the song's a little different. However, right. it does you know, lead yourself to think closing track because that's how they close their albums or their concerts. Yep. So I, I can see that point. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's just fatigue for me, Tommy. Oh, that's, I know. Well, that's the only reason I didn't put I mean, it in. Ev- I mean, everything we talk about is, is fatigue at this point. And you're right. And I tried to push that aside, making this list. Cause you know, I, like I said, I didn't want to pick something just for the sake of non fatigue. You know what I mean? But Steven, All right. Steven, you're number one. All right. Like Did I said, any, oh, do you, have, any, do you have, have anything? I mean, everything's been said about rock and roll all night, but any thoughts on that as a closer? No, I mean, it's one of those songs where I just sort of never need to hear that song again. I think it's great. It's yep. just, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want the radio playing that and you shook me all night long again? No, <laughs> I'm good. I, I know. I know. I agree. And Tom Sawyer and uh, all the other same yeah. three, four songs. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, for me, the number one, so I told you this is an album for me, and the way I want my album to start off is with the kick in the ass. And so Making Love is going to kick this thing in the ass and get it started. So Making Love off of Rock and Roll Over. <laughs> Don't leave me 
Yep. Lo- yeah, love it. I-, I was waiting for somebody to pick that. And um, yeah, n- I'll be honest with you. I love rock and roll over making love. It starts off awesome, but I don't really like where the song goes. But that's just my opinion. The guitar is awesome. Absolutely. It's a guitar song. Yep. 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 Uh, that's that's that to me, making love probably would have fit better on that album as an album opener than a closer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but you know, whatever. That's a good, it's a good song. It's a kiss classic for sure. Yeah. You don't think in the morning I raise my head and I think a day's gone by is a better opening on an acoustic guitar. What are you talking about? Take me should have been the opener. If you're not going to put that, <laughs> put your hand in my pocket, grab onto my rocket. That's an album opener. <laughs> so yeah. So that's, so that's it. Yeah, so let's look at your album, Stephen. Making Love, Black Diamond, Strange Ways, Thief in the Night, Do You Love Me? Tommy, Rock and Roll All Night, Black Diamond, Do You Love Me, Save Your Love, War Machine. Me, Black Diamond, War Machine, I, Goodbye, and You're All That I Want. (laughs) Hey, you like what you like. Yeah. Yeah, on the flip side, worst. Stevens, when you wish upon a star, I can't stop the rain. Then she kissed me. Journey of a thousand years. I walk alone. I'm going to try to say this in a straight face. <laughs> Tommy's, when you wish upon a star, boomerang. I can't stop the rain. Journey of a thousand years. Last chance or whatever the fuck you said. <laughs> right here, right now or yep. uh, terrible cake. I'll, I'll, tell you, you had. I'll tell you right now, real if I can interject real quick. Last chance is better than right here, right now. But since we're since I broke my own rule of not counting, you know, bonus, you know, epi- you know, uh, albums, we'll count yeah. last chance. But th- that song sucks too. Okay, mine is Boomerang. When you wish upon a star, murder in high heels. How the fuck neither of you put that in there? But because I like Hard it. Jam eighty one in Last Chance. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Do you guys have any honorable mentions? Steven, you go first, buddy. Yeah, so I uh, definitely also almost made my list. And an underrated song that I like quite a bit is Off a of Lick It Up and On the Eighth Day. I think yes. that's an awesome tune. Yes. Had that as an honorable mention, Steven, for me. Yeah, yep. so that almost made my list. I went back and forth with that and Thief of the Night, but ended up putting Thief in the Night in there. Um, I think off of the newer stuff, I don't hate Say Yeah. That was my other one, buddy. So, you know. Say Yeah yeah was, for me, that was tough to keep off on my list because that's probably my favorite song off of of Sonic Boom. Yeah. Those two are mine, Stephen, for honorable mentions on the good side. Tommy, what about your good side? What else did you have? On my good side, I had Goodbye, which you had. Um, I had Say Yeah. Um, I was going to put, just because I, I mean... It would never make the list, but it was closer to the good list than the bad list. It was uh, all night off of Asylum. Yeah. Um, but, it, it, you know, it wasn't going to make the cut. So f- You mean Insane on Ace Frehley's Second Coming? Well, go ahead. Oh, God. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that album later. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, those are my those are my honorable mentions. How on about the, good- the, the shit album? What were your honorable mentions, Stephen? Uh, no, I think I got all the shit that I wanted to. Really? Out of there. Yeah, I think everything else that was on here I was okay with. I don't I, had, I don't um fractured mirror. 
just because it's a solo, but it's not a bad song. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I just have to have the patience and the time to hear it. Like, otherwise, I'm just fast forwarding. Um, and then I also had Then She Kissed Me. Just no need for it. Yeah, I was going to have Then She Kissed Me as well, but just because Love Gun's my favorite album, I just I couldn't I couldn't do it. I cheated because it was it should have been on my list. Um, and then I was maybe going to put I Walk Alone on there, but I love Bruce, so I'm give him a break and, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a couple. I'm trying to look. I think we kind of, I think we covered, I think everybody had, you know, the only song that I haven't really seen. No, look at, we, wait a minute. Let's look at, let's look at the worst side. Okay. Every song made all, nobody made all three of our list. No, no, actually they did. The worst song was When You Wish Upon a Star. It was yeah. just number two for me. And uh, and I think Black Diamond made us on the good list. Everybody had that. Yeah, Black Diamond was two, two, and one. Yep. Um, there was no other song that was all three of our list. Really? When You Wish Upon a Star and Black Diamond. The only wow. ones that made all three lists. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I think every song was represented. I mean, uh, whether whether good, bad, or, you know... I, I'm actually surprised that somebody else had Journey of a Thousand Years. I thought I was kind of on an island with that one, but Stephen Stephen obviously hates thinks that sucks as much as I do. <laughs> good song. All right, all right. If you know what good, I noticed, if by though, good you mean shitty. Yeah. <laughs> if by good you mean shitty. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think everything got kind of touched, except yeah. for Asylum, and um. And then Asylum and Sonic Boom didn't have a positive or negative. Negative. All, all no. Night or Say Yeah. Yeah, I had Everything, those as honorable. Oh, and Aces, Fractured Mira didn't. Yeah, I had those as honorable mentions. Everything else got touched, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Oh, and The Eighth Day, Lick It Up. No one picked that. Nope, that was Steven's honorable mention, too. Yeah, it was an honorable mention, but, but nobody picked nobody it. Nobody picked it. Yep. yep. Yeah. So... Cool. Interesting stuff. Yeah. I thought it was a fun topic. Yeah. Um, Good exercise. Tommy, for sure. we always move on to our questions now. What do you got, buddy? All right. So we got a question. So we every once in a while, we'll reach out on social media for questions, and we usually get a lot, which is great. Um, but we try to stick to two. Tonight, we'll do three because we got an extra guest here. So we have a very excited Kiss fan out there by the name of Otis Mack who has been on email, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Very excited about getting these questions answered. Um, so it's kind of a two-parter, but I'm going to stick to, you know, the, the, the main point. What do you guys think about the potential for an official Kiss biopic in the light of a, the Motley Crue dirt? I kind of added, I kind of added the Motley Crue dirt. He's, you know, one that would start with Paul and Gene first meeting in New York City, um, have it go all the way up, you know, until the reunion tour, you know, talk about them getting into the Hall of Fame, you know, ending, blah, blah, blah. Do you think that something like that could or would ever happen? You think Paul and Gene would ever allow that? Their ego definitely will call for it. Okay. Um, they'll want to have executive producer credits to it. Yep. It would and could be a real if they do it right. If I'm them, I would make it into a motion picture. I wouldn't put it onto Netflix. Um, I think that would make an awesome movie with all the craziness, the makeup, the outrageousness, and 
them breaking up, doing the reunion, breaking up at the reunion, showing up at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame together. I think that would be a great way to end a movie, too. Um, I would like that. The other flip part to that is, weren't they going to do a documentary a couple years back? They yes. were talking about doing it, but then they were saying, like, yeah, but Tom and uh, – Tom, uh, Ace and Peter's part in the documentary would be old footage, whereas Gene and the rest would be real footage. Remember? It was supposed, I think it was and supposed to be like, called – What the fuck is I, that? No, I think it was supposed to be called You Wanted the Best or something. It was supposed to be – there were rumors about it a couple years ago about pre-production, and it just it fell apart. It never happened. Um, now, Zeus and Steven, have both of you seen Motley Crue's The Dirt? Yeah. Okay. Yes. What did you think of it? Uh, I, th- I thought it was about what I expected. Yeah, that's what I would expect a, a, a kiss. I, I would think they would kind of speed through key things slow down through certain things kisses story is too long for it to be what they should do and, and i could picture gene doing this if they did like a like a like a netflix or like a who like a series you know almost like a kissology but have it be like that because their story is too long to be told in a two-hour motion picture i think yeah agreed they they talked about they should have done that with motley crew to be honest uh agreed probably probably yeah, they, would have been much better but um i i think if they ever do i think they will do a kiss movie no doubt and i think it's everything you said where uh they'll want you know executive producer uh credits on it and all that stuff i think that's for sure i don't know that they'll they'll take that big a piece of the band's history i think maybe they would do something like take the beginning and go up to the breakup the first breakup I yep. think maybe they would do something like that and not cover any of the 80s or the reunion. You know, I don't know. But, yeah, the the other option is they do do the whole thing. They do cover everything, including the reunion. But I think if they did it in a in a uh, episode series, that would be great. Yeah, agreed. The yep. reunion would be like them getting ready for the reunion show and like the typical biopic. They look back and start thinking each one of them about their backstory, how they get back to the reunion and where they were. Yeah. Do something like that. Yeah. But, you know, I thought the biopic would be a great thing if they did. And they allowed it to be free and open and allow themselves to get criticized. Did you ever see now? I know Tommy probably didn't. But did you ever are you a fan of the Eagles? Oh, I love the Eagles. Okay, so did you see the history of the Eagles on Showtime, that that um, documentary? Amazing. Yeah. Right. Amazing. And the thing that was amazing about it is that I love them. Glenn Fry is so egotistical. God rest his soul. He had no idea or he didn't give a fuck how much of an asshole he came across in that documentary. They look like complete dicks. They allow the other ones to talk. And they were just like, they just allowed them to get shit on. And Glenn Fry didn't give a shit. He's like, fuck you. It's my band. I don't give a shit. I know we said we're going to be equal, but you're not as good as me. Fuck off. (laughs) Just came across like such a complete dick. God rest his soul. But he didn't give a fuck. But at least got, it was a real, real breakdown of how the Eagles formed, broke up, had their shit. It's all there. And if Chris doesn't do like, like that, 
then it's not really fair. It was great because they had such great footage and it was three and a half hours long, but didn't even seem like it was three and a half hours. And it was just, I love uh, that documentaries like that and um, the Rush one have all this super old footage that is just authentic and awesome. Yeah, I've yeah. mentioned I've mentioned to Zeus. I know he's not a Rush fan, but just in terms of what a rock doc should be, mm-hmm. beyond the lighted stage, the Rush one is I mean, that. Listen, that's the, guys. I can respect that because I've heard you say that, Tom, and I've heard yeah. other people talk about that Rush document. I'll give you that. I mean, I'm not a fan of them, but I've heard right. you say that, and I've heard yeah. others say that. Good stuff. I, I would just be worried about a Kiss biopic. Just be, because n- nobody can, nobody in the band would, is ever going to agree on why Ace left. On why, so you know it's going to be made through the lens of Peter, uh, Paul, through Paul and Gene, and then and then Ace is going to come out in the media and flip out on the movie. I mean, it's but that's why you have the video where Paul and Ace and Gene each have their own part. Yeah, Ace, we fired. We told Ace he had to go, and then show Ace saying, "Absolutely not," and let the audience decide. Okay, so let wait, them so- figure it out. All right, so now, so we're moving from a biopic to a doc to a rock doc. Yeah, but I'm if, saying if they were doing one but, or the other, if they did a documentary, it should be just like the Eagles did. Give yes. each member, and that's the part that I was telling you, Tom, when they were doing the old documentary, and they were talking about bringing it out. Yeah, they said they were gonna the Ace and Peter parts were gonna be from old footage, and everybody's like, "That's bullshit." You're gonna right. put modern right. footage of a uh, Paul and Gene talking, and then only throw in old footage of you know Ace and Peter. Right. Obviously, they were under contract then, so they were not going to say anything negative about Kiss. Yeah. No, you're so, right. You're right. All right. Next all right. question, buddy. So we got another one from uh, our friend on this came on Facebook from Grayson Gallegos. If Kiss started out now, would they have any success? Steven, you start. Well, I mean, you can look at a band like Ghost. Ex- that's, that's exactly success. that's exactly the reference point I was going to say. Continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, I mean, so they're proving that it can be done right now. You know, I mean, I think it'd be a lot tougher. They would never be what they were. They would never, you know, be to the magnitude of what they were doing. I don't think that's possible anymore. But you know how I would know because I don't even never fucking heard of Ghost. <laughs> So they can't be that big. They're they're so, they're 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 a newer uh, they're a newer rock band with a lot of theatricality, faces painted, you know, like stage presence, etc. Wonderful. But here's yeah. the part that would make this almost impossible to answer, and it's a compliment to Kiss. Kiss has so influenced music and theater and image that how do you are you telling me that nobody else put on makeup or did stage shows like that? So many bands have copied that. So if would it be original if they came out now and did it? It's almost like chicken and the egg. You can't really say because, uh, you know, if nobody else did that and they still came out like this now, it would be if it was still as original. Yeah, they'd probably pick up. Right. But so many people have copied that now. If they came out with makeup and stuff, fucking there's like gore and stupid shit like that around. That that would be normal. That'd be tame if Kiss came out now. Yeah, I mean, Actually, I Lawless think- and Wasp was doing some of that shit. Motley Crue put on that shit. So where is Kiss on now? That no, you're right. And I think that would be the that would be the. I think they would find some success 
because there is still a, a desire in an audience for theatrical rock. Like we, like Steven and I mentioned ghost, but you see, you know, Alice Cooper is still out on tour. I know he's old, you know, but even Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie, those guys are touring. So the, 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 the want for, you know, the costumes, the, and I think, but you're right. I think then you step away and like Zeus said, those guys exist, maybe not Alice Cooper, but you know, kiss yeah. paved the way. So if they came out in the midst of all these other bands doing that, what would have happened? I don't know. I think it's a good question. I think they would have some success. I do. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to. I mean, part of what made Kiss so popular back then in the 70s was the mystique. Uh, You know, you could never see them, and that would never, ever happen nowadays. I mean, there's no way they could keep their identities uh, a secret. Good point. Good point. Yep. Yep. You're right. All right. So uh, last one here. We, this is from our friend on Twitter, Mr. Todd Herrig. Uh, favorite opening band that you've seen open up for Kiss? Um, he says that his is probably either when he saw Dokken or Wasp open up for them. And then in parentheses, he says, it's definitely not the quote-unquote unemployed painter. <laughs> so he, he, so he, he, he throws in a little Jerky Boys reference for us. So favorite opening band or act that you've seen uh, open for Kiss? Steven. You know, that's what one of the things that sort of pisses me off about KISS right now. They they could take the road of being, you know, such an influential band over the years, and they did such a great job early on of taking out all these young and new bands and exposing them to people, which is something that rock and roll desperately needs right now. And instead, they decide not to take out anybody and put this painter on and to me that's just bullshit they could expose uh some of these new kick-ass rock and roll bands out there as far as the best band i've ever seen open for kiss it's kind of hard i'm trying to remember everybody i've seen because i've seen some some openers over the years um you know i mentioned to you guys riot and vandenberg on the triple bill that was awesome um and i'm just i i'm drawing a blank as to who else i saw open for him i think i saw crocus open for him one year Uh, so (laughs) why does that make us laugh why when the guy had the biggest like lucille ball hairdo (laughs) I just I, I just can't remember everybody that I've seen open up for him. So okay. Zeus, anybody stick out in your mind? I haven't seen Kiss. I haven't seen a good band. Like I don't know all the Kiss concerts I've been to. I mean, I can't think of the opening bands. I I know there've been great bands that have opened up for them, but I don't I don't remember catching them with any of them opening up. I think Poison opened up for one. They did the split bills with Def Leppard and Aerosmith and other ones. One was the Dead Daisies. Uh, who else was there, Tommy? The, the Dead Daisies were awesome. They yeah. they were they I were mean, good. The one that's the one, one that's my point. The one other one that we talked about all the time, which I'm not a huge fan of. I know that uh Steven, uh, your partner in crime is a big fan is Buck Cherry. Yeah. Oh I mean mm-hmm. I like that song, but it's a ripoff of a kiss song. Uh Oh, totally. uh, lit, lit up is uh, what do you call it? It shocked me. Yeah, um, yeah. just sped up. You're right, and you know, I just can't. I still every time that song comes up, I think, of how the hell did Gene allow them to be singing about the glorification of cocaine? Yeah, and, and opening so up anti drugs. Right, right. 
I mean, now for right me, next to us, if that was at the concert at the garden. Remember, Tommy? Yes. Right next to us, all these little kids in yeah. little kids makeup, kiss makeup. And the guy's like, oh, you guys know about your first line. You know how great that felt. Right. Come on. Let me talk about all these other people are cheering about cocaine. I'm like, <laughs> looking at these parents with their little kids in kiss makeup. Like, holy shit. Yeah, well, so for, for me, it was probably the first time I saw them back in 1990. Um, it was on the Hot in the Shade Tour when Faster Pussycat and Slaughter opened up for them. Oh, it was uh, it was great. Faster Pussycat was kind of a mess, which which isn't a surprise. Um, but Slaughter Slaughter was was pretty cool. They sounded pretty awesome. You don't but yeah, like I, Faster Pussycat? I think you called them a little bit overrated. Me? Oh no, Stephen. Stephen. Uh, uh, I don't oh, was know. that was that Hollywood that said that? Hollywood's not a big fan of Faster oh, Pussycat. I apologize. Okay, I he, I do I do I, of- I, I I I actually really like Faster Pussycat. I think I think if they it's had their great songs, I think if they had their shit together, they probably could have made a little bit of a bigger dent in the music thing. But they were kind of a mess. If you go back and watch the decline of Western Civilization. Oh God, that look! That band looks like they're friggin' half dead. I mean, yeah. yeah. You, you ever see some of the YouTube clips now? Oh they yeah, do look like they're half dead. They're passing out on stage. Yeah, right, right. right. So yeah, but like, but like, I, I just to go back to what Stephen originally said, Kiss could be taking bands under their wing and really exposing people, but they, they, you know, instead they'd rather put a friggin' painter out there. <laughs> you know. So all right, so uh, why don't we? Uh, Move on from that, and um, Zeus, where you want to go from here? All right. So, Stephen, tell us where we can listen to you and your show and your podcast. Tell us a little bit more. All right. It's the Growing Up Rock podcast. That's G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K dot com. So no G at the end of growing. Uh, and we release new episodes every Sunday. Go out there wherever you get your fine podcasts, Spotify and Tuned In and Apple or Google Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to the podcast. And then it'll come automatically to you every Sunday afternoon. And then we release bonus episodes uh Every once in a while, you know, every few weeks we'll release a bonus episode. So you get extra episode during the week. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. You can find you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yep. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at growing up rock. Um, nice. friend me, like me, follow me, do whatever it is you stalk do. You stalk me, hold uh, me, touch me, kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. We love it all. So, uh, and we cover, we cover all rock and roll. Every episode we have a historic moment, which is usually, uh, something that ties into the episode that leads back to kiss in, in one way or another. So, uh, our episodes cover it all, uh, from Kiss to ACDC to Van Halen to whatever, hard rock and metal from the late 70s, 80s, and 90s. And then we throw new rock and roll in there as well. Awesome. Guys, you will so be so happy. And again, um, I'm sure if people listen to us, they've probably heard of uh, Grown Up Rock Podcast, but if you know, by chance you haven't, you need to put them on your rotation. Uh, the hosts are awesome. They do a great job. It's a fun, fun podcast. You're going to, you know, even like I said, a stubborn person like me um, doesn't open up his mind too often. 
I gave it a try and I loved it. Uh, they have great chemistry. The conversation's awesome. I love the fact that they give each other shit. Um, I love that they can, they actually give you some information that, you know, you probably don't know. And, uh, you know, feel uh, like you'll, you, you get updated on what's going on in rock music, the music that we all love. And unfortunately, we don't get to see or hear much about these days other than digging up to find it. Well, if you're looking for it, that's a podcast to find it. So that being said, uh, for us, you guys know we plug this every week. Same thing. You find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Podomatic. Uh, we're always on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Tommy is uh, the Twitter king. He does a fantastic job running our social media. He does it also on Facebook. Uh, our Instagram, I run it, and so it's not as uh, active as the other ones, but it's getting there. Um, you can email us, and we love getting emails from you guys. Email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. That's shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Um, the best thing that we really love is when you guys go on like iTunes and other places and Podchaser and, you know, give us one of those five star child reviews so people can find our podcast. Uh, it's very helpful. We love it. And uh, always just stay interactive with us. We always respond. We're always interactive with you guys. Um, Tom, you want to add something to this? Yeah, just like, uh, you know, just like Zeus said with the social media, we the 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 Kiss family and the Shout It Out Loudcast family is growing. Um, we love having the interaction. We have we're starting to get have like a little bit of a Twitter family um, that really stays together with some of their little quips and their comments. Everybody's got a great sense of humor. Um, everybody loves Kiss. It's a fun place to be. You know, we we'll, we try to post things uh, for entertainment purposes. You know maybe a little bit of information too, but, you know, we try to, you know, get reactions out of people and, and, uh, and just start the conversations. And I say it every week. Um, it's always a good time to be a kiss fan, but right now is a great time to be a kiss fan. And we love the people that have been interacting with us and we say it again and broken record, but we do the show for you guys. As long as you continue to listen, we'll continue to put out a show and uh, try to keep everybody entertained and, uh, and have some laughs. Yeah. So um, also just want to add a couple things for me and Tommy, um, and we're going to get a little bit um, um, emotional here. Not too much, but we really want to thank Stephen. Um, uh, people talk about podcasts and podcast family and things like that. And, oh, get out there. You'll get to meet new people and stuff. Sometimes, you know, you get a little bit older and set in your ways. It's hard to meet new people. Me and Tommy, we, you know, we're you know we are we have our own identities we have our own families we have our own set of friends we went out set out on this adventure who the hell knew that we'd find this guy in atlanta or this other guy where the hell is sunny in where the hell is he 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 splits his time between wisconsin and uh san francisco there you go where in other than like the podcast world that we'd find these people that we can now call friends. The fact of the matter is Sonny went out of his way to help us in the beginning, befriend us, come on our show. He introduces us to Steven. Steven goes out of his way, spends hours with us to help us with some technical stuff in the background, doing stuff. It's got a great sense of humor. These guys are now what we would call friends. Only in the podcast world, and I can say this, and I know Tommy is right there with me, 
I mean, I know we've been giving each other shit, but honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, me and Tommy, we sincerely thank you. We really appreciate it. Um, you restore some faith in humanity that there are some good guys still left out there. And uh, we consider you a friend. And we honestly hope and wish nothing but the best for you, your show, and your listeners. And same thing for Sonny. Uh, we can't thank you guys enough. And uh, we hope that we'll continue rocking and uh, being maybe on each other's shows for years to come. And uh, keep entertaining the masses, I guess. So thank you. I know that's for me. And Tommy, anything you want to add to, for Steven? Yeah, I, I want to kind of definitely continue with that thought because, you know, people who listen to the show, you know, they know that Zeus and I, we, we have a great time on the show. We're smart asses. We have our little things here and there. We bust balls. We shit on Kiss. We love Kiss, etc. But there are many times where, you know, I will, sh- you know, there's not a lot of emotion on this show, <laughs> you know. But there are times when I will share some thoughts with Zeus, um, you know, and, and the fact that we're, you know, recording our 19th episode with, you know, somebody like Steven, who's been doing this forever, who's a pro, who has a background that Zeus and I could only dream of having. And to have him into our little world here is um, it's just a really cool thing. And I think like Zeus said, it 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 kind of it, it kind of makes, you know. Like Zeus said, it you know it restores that faith that there are good people out there. You know, kind of like new rock music, there's good people out there. Sometimes it takes a little bit of effort and energy to find them, but but they're there, and yeah. um, and we hope that this uh, continues for sure. Yeah. So enough of kissing his ass. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, it's funny because I did hear you guys talking about it on your last episode about people if they want to get into the podcast world. And we hope other people find this. And uh, you were giving some advice in telling people, yeah, you can go out there and do it. Anybody can do it. But put some time. You gave some advice about put some time, make it a worth listening show. I don't give a shit how talented you are or funny you are or smart you are. If your audio sucks, I don't want to listen to it. And um, But you encourage people and we encourage people. If you guys are out there and you're like, you know what? They're funny. I think I have some fun ideas or good ideas or something to talk about. We encourage you guys to do it. Who the hell are me and Tommy to do this, this show? Sta- this all started around the holidays last fall, Christmas time. Zeus and I kept constantly messaging and talking about Kiss. And we'd be talking and we'd be like, let's do, let's do a podcast. We had literally no idea what the hell we were doing. We barely have an idea what we're doing now. Yeah, but, I, I, but I'm a fucking attorney. What the hell do I know about setting up microphones and right. how to record like but, uh, an episode and shit? I didn't know anything about this stuff. But like Steven said, if you have a good personality with some good content and you and you put the time and energy into sound audio quality is the biggest thing. Steven, you said it. There have been and I can attest this. There have been podcasts that I see and I'm like, oh, this looks like an interesting podcast. Let's see what the topic is about. I turn it on and it sounds like they're recording underwater. <laughs> yeah, it's shit. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Look, this is uh, podcasting has uh, renewed my love of music. We're we're just you know we're just hanging out. We're shooting the shit about rock and roll and having some good laughs. We're not making any money. This was never the idea behind it. Uh, Sonny has a life. I have a life. You guys have lives. Every, you know, 90% of the rock podcast community have 
actual regular lives where they go to work and, you know, do the nine to five thing and they have uh, spouses and they have kids and, and all this stuff. And it's great to reach out and be able to meet people at my age, be able to reach people in all parts of the world and end up with new friends like yourself and, uh, and Zeus. I mean, the bottom line is I'm a smart ass and I found a couple other smart asses, uh, that aren't afraid to shoot the shit about rock and roll with me. And so the more, the merrier, I mean, I've, I've gone on cruises now with Sonny and, uh, you know, it's just, it's amazing because Sonny's a good guy. Uh, and you guys, you know, you guys seem like good guys too. Although when the camera goes off, who the hell knows what you're doing? You're putting on, uh, you know, skin and wearing dresses. I don't know. Uh, but you know, hopefully over time we'll find that out. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's get, it's great. You guys are funny. You entertain me. And that's the bottom line for me. If you, if you entertain me and you make me smile and you make me laugh and you talk about kiss, well, then it's win-win for me. Uh, because certainly when you guys came out, I said, yeah, awesome. That's just what the world needs. Another fucking kiss podcast. (laughs) Jesus Christ. How many of these things we got, (laughs) but Hey, you know what? More power to you. Uh, I enjoy it. Awesome. Thank you, Steven. So with that being said, any famous last words for us? I've, I've got, uh, some absolute words of wisdom that I would like to share in my final words. Please go ahead. Well, it's out of the frying pan and into the fire. You bent over baby and let me be the driver. Just a cut of pink. Wouldn't believe me if I told you, but this time you bit off more than you can chew. My, my, yeah, just listen to this, babe. I got nasty habits. It's a fine line. So many girls and so little time. When love rears its head, I want to get on your case. Ooh, baby, want to put my log in your fireplace. Maybe, baby, you want to get laid. Burn bitch burn ooh burn bitch burn ooh burn bitch burn ooh burn bitch burn thank you now is that shakespeare or is that what 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 are we reading from here oh that's that that's beautiful that was from the old testament yeah <laughs> oh that's beautiful beautiful that's the best words of wisdom i can leave you boys with i love it i love it man tommy take the reins of power and seize them draw the battle lines armageddon's just a matter of time tear down the voice of reason let the arrows fly your freedom's just a state of mind great tune Well, you sold your soul in virginity. You can't rape a heart of gold. Yes, you're born to rule. It's destiny. Now it can be told. Yes. Oh, God. Lyrics to live by. 
Gentlemen, thank you. Stephen, thank you. Tommy, thank you. Stephen, thank you, buddy. Thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate it. It was a good time. Awesome. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.